Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area, or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. So this month is July, and when I first became a therapist many, many years ago, um, we recognized July as Minority Mental Health Month. And, you know, everything that month, whenever whatever counseling organization, psychological organization, social work organization you were associated with um, would change their colors for the month, and, and the theme would be just around minority mental health. And then, you know, when we would look at the numbers for minority mental health, it really was geared more towards Black Americans. Um, there was always, you know, information about other minorities, but it was really generated and geared directly towards kind of people of, you know, uh, Black Americans. Let me just say that. And then over the years, we started seeing a shift with other groups being included in the minority mental health. And then one year, and I don't remember which year it was, somebody probably listening will know and be able to kind of tell me, you can let me know if you want to, but one year it switched to people of color. And then it went from, so it went from Minority Mental Health Month to people of color and to now we have this term that is coined that is BIPOC, which is stands for Black Indigenous uh, People of Color. And so this new acronym is to, supposed to include um, every person that is non-white, right? And so the idea was to incorporate more people of color and to make the shift because based on the numbers, it looked like that minority was no longer an effective term. But in doing so, in creating this kind of BIPOC name or this BIPOC group, one of the things that I've noticed as a clinician is that it started to kind of erase the experiences that Black Americans were having. It also erased experiences that indigenous uh, people were having. Because when you add the term people of color, that is, again, anyone who identifies as non-white. And so we know, right, in the forefront of our brains, we know that everyone who is a person of color more than likely doesn't have the same experiences. Before, I will say and admit that there was a theory that anyone that was that identified as non-white experienced the exact same type of microaggressions or racism in the United States. But we have, again, since learned that that's not true, right? Each group kind of has their own um, experiences. It has their own mindset. And so it starts, you know, we start going into like, what is that about? How does it happen? What does it mean? You know, and then what do we do for it going forward? as a person who loves research, right? So yes, I'm a therapist, I do the podcast, I do all these things, um, but my heart has always been into research. 
In fact, that's one of the reasons that I became a therapist because I was always intrigued with human behavior. I always wanted to know why people do, did what they did, why they thought the way they thought, why they acted the way they did, um, and then where it came from, right? Because I knew even as a child that behaviors didn't just start, right? You don't just wake up one day and have a behavior unless you had some type of medical condition or a traumatic brain injury that caused you to kind of have a quick split in your behavior. But anywho, so looking at when things switch from minority mental health to people of color, now to BIPOC, one of the things that I noticed was that people who were not born in the United States, but were still of color, they had very different experiences with mental health, with, the, um, with America, with people, even with themselves. And so as I started to kind of dig into that and kind of see, you know, well, what, what is it? Why is it? I kind of landed on this theory and I haven't done much, much research since on this theory, but my theory is that people who are people of color that grew up outside of America typically had their own cultural norms. They had their own, they knew their family history. They knew their cultural history. They knew their area history, right? And so one of the things that happened when enslaved people, when people were brought to America to be slaves, is that they were stripped and ripped of their culture. They were stripped and ripped of their identities. Um, they lost their language. Just kind of everything changed when people were brought to America um, to be slaves. And so as the generations have went on, if you didn't kind of have that foundation to know who you were before, it's easy to kind of be you know, feel misguided, it's easy to feel lost, it's easy to feel hopeless or helpless because you just don't always have something to connect back to. And so in the last, you know, years, people have really started to do more work on learning their history, even creating their own norms and identities as being Black Americans. And so when I think about the BIPOC term, I really again start thinking about the fact that there are people who came to America and our people of color, or even if you're not in America, there are just people who are of color that live, you know, wherever they live, but they know who they are, right? They know their people's history. They can trace it back. They have something to be connected to. But when you start getting into spaces where you don't have a connection to your, your history, your foundation, your culture, it starts to lead to other mental health issues. And so that led me to thinking into not necessarily just looking at BIPOC, but because it's July and I did want to make this episode be about, you know, Black, Indigenous, people of color, Black people in general, or Black Americans, just in, in general, we're going to kind of stick to that theme for a little bit. So when I start thinking about not having a connection to something, it leads me to start looking at people who identify as having a depression or major depression. Oftentimes when they come into my office, you know, and they are experiencing symptoms of anxiety or depression, when we start digging in, it typically tends to go back to feeling like they don't know who they are, feeling like they're not themselves, feeling like they don't have a connection to anything, they don't have a purpose, they just don't know who, what to do and where to go, and they don't have a foundation to, to stand on. And so some people um, will then kind of go to religion, right? So you'll see a lot of people, especially Black people, Black Americans, um, have some tie to faith. Um, other people of color, there's some tie to faith. It may not be Christianity, um, but there's some kind of tie, you know, link to a higher power or some type of religious belief organization. And so when you start thinking about this feeling of being helpless or hopeless or lost, when you find connection, you start to feel better. 
Now, I'm not saying that, that just finding connection is the sole thing that will, you know, stop you from having depressive thoughts or depressive episodes or reduce, you know, stop your anxiety completely. But there is a link that being connected to people, being connected to things can help. And when I say things, I don't mean like material things. I mean things like I'm a part of this organization or I'm a part of this movement. And this is where I can find peace and joy and a sense of belonging. Because having a sense of belonging can really do wonders for your mental health. So being able to get connected, being able to do um, things, you know, outside of your house or outside of your normal routine can really be beneficial and can really help. There are other things that you can do, and we'll get into here in just a little bit, that also can help or other reasons or contributing factors to kind of depression and anxiety. But again, we know that isolation uh, can be dangerous to your mental health. So it's very important that you are making sure that you are not isolating and that you're doing things to be with community, to be out, to be um, experiencing, you know, just life in general, or again, just being out so that you're not isolating yourself. And so many of you know that I presented at the 2021 Imagery uh, International Conference and I presented on microaggressions and their role in racial trauma. And in doing that presentation, I really was able to kind of dig in and talk about how to help people find a connection and how to help people find um, a, an internal purpose or an internal well, so to speak, that gives them affirmations, that gives them security, that gives them structure. And so as people of color, I think it's very important that we really do kind of start looking at where can I find some connection? Where can I find who can I find a place where I do belong, a place where I feel like I am able to be me, I am able to be what I want to be. There's no pressure or added expectations or even added pressure to be something I'm not. Because again, we know that when you have a connection to something, it does make life easier. Other things that kind of happen when we feel like we are kind of lost and don't have a purpose or a connection um, in addition to this kind of anxiety or depression is, you know, guilt and shame, right? If you aren't sure who you are, it's easy for people to guilt you into things or make you feel ashamed about things that really probably if you sat down and thought about it, probably really wouldn't matter to you. But because, again, you may be floating or feeling as if you don't have a sense of connection or if you do have connection, right? Because we also know that on the flip side of not having connection, when we do get connected to people, connected to places, connected to organizations, we all start to kind of have that group think mindset. And with group think mindset, we start to all try to fall in and, and live under what we think are the guidelines or principles. And when I think about that, I think about, you know, my experiences with being a Christian. So I was raised in the Baptist church, right? No, you know, loved being in church, loved church family. But one of the things that I realized as I continued to get older, and especially when I started studying uh, to become a therapist, um, and initially I was doing psychology, so it looked a little bit different. But as I finished through my schooling and started my career, I started to notice that while the church offered so much support, it offered structure, it offered security, it offered just so many positive things. It also came with a great deal of shame and guilt if you fell short of whatever the expectations were 
or if you did something that was in the air quote rule book of something that wasn't acceptable. And depending on what type of church you grew up in and what, what part of the world you grew up in, the United States, your your experiences may be different, right? So I grew up in a church where there were, you know, pretty, I don't want to say strict, but I'm going to use the word strict. There were some intense rules or strict rules related to how you were supposed to dress, how you're supposed to carry yourself, where you could sit in church, what you could do in church, and then the consequences if you didn't do what you were supposed to do. And so while, again, there was all of these great positive things that came out of it in terms of having a support system because you knew if you were doing something good, if you were being a, you know a rewarded or getting an award, your church family was going to have your back. They were going to show up for you. They were going to support you. They were going to clap for you. They were going to encourage you, even though sometimes the encouragement did come with a little shame, i.e., you know, we can all think about and laugh at the person doing a solo and they really can't sing and somebody yells out, take your time, baby, let them use you, baby, right? We know that while that's encouragement, there's also a little bit of shade in that too. But I also noticed that there was a lot of trauma that came from some of these churches. And so that trauma typically would come out of shame. It would come out of embarrassment. It would come out of there being some older person who grew up in a different time frame, with different expectations, with different life experiences, who was projecting onto you or onto the younger group what they thought or how they thought things should go. And when we didn't live up to that, there was a lot of shame. There was a lot of guilt. There was a lot of judgment on your on you as a person, on your parents, as your parents, as your, your family, because what kind of people would raise someone to do something like that or, you know, something in that regard. But for a lot of us, the support that you got, you received, the praise that you received outweighed that shame that could come. But as you've seen in the coming last few years, many people have kind of left that, you know, the experiences, left the church because they don't want to deal with the shame anymore. They want to be somewhere where they are supported and encouraged Held accountable, yes, but not shamed because there is a way to hold someone accountable without shame. But we've kind of went off on a other tangent for a second. So let me circle it back to making sure that you, you know, feel like you have a connection. You feel like you're connected to something. And so when we own this terms of a depression and anxiety, when you're in these experiences where you are feeling this shame or you're feeling this guilt, it can then turn around and send you right back down to feeling like you are not belonging, to feeling hopeless, to feeling helpless, powerless, um, feel like you don't have a purpose. But for those of us who aren't tied to any religious organizations or we don't have a desire to be tied to religious organizations, there are still other ways that you can find community, you can find support, you can kind of find the help that you are looking for um, and that you need, right? Because while we do kind of tend to have this mindset of I can do it all on my own, I don't need anyone, we were not designed to live alone. We were not designed to walk through life alone. We were designed to be a part of some type of community. So one of the things that you can do, and it's kind of been the, the theme of today's episode, is really just looking for other ways to find connection. So start looking at some of your other interests and seeing are there any groups that meet up to do these same interests? Are there you know, book clubs, if you're into books, are there hiking clubs, if you're into hiking, just really starting to look at other ways that you can start to find that community, you can find that support, because we do know that one of the number one 
or easy thing, quote unquote easy. Let me not say that. Scratch that. Not easy because it's not easy. But one of the things that you can do to start alleviating in both anxiety and depression is to get moving, right? So being outside, getting some of that natural vitamin D through sunlight, um, walking. So as an EMDR therapist, you know, we talk a lot about and we use bilateral stimulation or dual dual attention um, to kind of help people reprocess and, and alleviate and regulate and kind of ground themselves. And so walking does that because when you walk, you have to take one step at a time, one foot at a time. So walking, running, anything like that that gets you to where you're having to use both sides of your body can be things that can help you kind of regulate and ground. So as you were kind of walking through, and again, this episode, because it's July, I did want to make this one really be tied to just talking about minority mental health or BIPOC mental health or just the general basics of what people of color typically um, will report experiencing. Now, we can do an entire episode, and I likely will this month, on trauma, and we definitely are going to do an episode on trauma in the Black community, trauma in the BIPOC community, because that is that is a very needed subject, and so we are going to talk about that this month, too. So again, normally I try to keep my podcast where there are you know, more of those evergreen, you can listen whenever, and this information you can still use whenever. I just want to highlight it, because... It's July and it's the month that we're kind of designated, you know, for that to highlight these types of things. But and all of that in saying, look for ways that you can kind of find community, you can find attention, you can find connection um, so that you can start to heal yourself. Because here with this with Life Safe Heart, this is about being able to heal yourself. This is about being able to work with the professional, but you still remaining in the driver's seat. You still remain in the person that is going to do the work, you're choosing how you want it to go, how you want it to look. And yeah, you're working with a professional to get that added support, but you're really doing it. You're in a driver's seat. You are in control of your life, your destinations, all those things in between. But in closing, just want to make sure that again, that you're just looking for ways that you find connection, looking for ways that you can find community, looking for ways that you can be out of your four walls, so to speak so that you can have new experiences. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at and also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias, Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson, and even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, and follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.